Turn with me, if you will, to Psalm 139. I'm going to talk to you tonight, amen, and, and I may just talk to you on this subject because God likes nice things. Because God likes nice things. Now, you're probably going to recognize that because Carol House has a little bit of a slogan. When their furniture commercial comes on, they say, we do this because, well, you like nice things. Amen. Well, God likes nice things too. Amen. Praise the Lord. Psalm 139, beginning with verse 1. O Lord, this is a psalm of David. Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is... Not a word in my tongue, but, O Lord, but, lo, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. Can I tell you, you cannot get too far that you are out of God's reach. That's just free. You can say amen. That's just free. Amen. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee, for thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Amen. David said, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful, God, for your presence, for what we have felt here tonight. We know, Lord, that you have already moved and touched, and God had done things that, Lord Jesus, we do not know about. But I pray right now, Lord, as your word goes forth, let our hearts and minds be open, Lord Jesus, to draw even closer to you as your word and your spirit works on us. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I want to read another portion of scripture, not, not near as long, amen, but it will get me into what I would like to talk to you about tonight. How many know that, amen, that we can learn a lot, New Testament living through the Old Testament, amen, the Old Testament, everything that took place in the Old Testament ultimately would point us in the direction of where we are now in the New Testament, amen, prophecies and teachings and examples that were given there would point us in the way of our Savior, amen, and also would give us a lot to learn and a lot that we could learn from, amen, in uh, everyday living, even in the New Testament, amen. Can I get an amen to that? Exodus 25, beginning with verse 1, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they bring me an offering from everyone who gives it willingly with his heart you shall take my offering and this is the offering which you shall take from them gold silver and bronze 
blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen, goat's hair, ram skins dyed red, badger skins, and acacia wood, oil for the light, and spices for the anointing oil, and for the sweet incense, onyx stones, and stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate, and let them make me a sanctuary, that I may dwell among them according to all that I show you, that is, the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings, just so you shall make it. Amen. In the book of Genesis, praise the Lord, we see as God is walking with his people, amen, and then when we come upon this scripture here, God is expressing his desire to dwell with his people, amen, that he now wants to dwell with them. And in this uh, 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 portion of scripture that we read in Exodus chapter 25, we find that God is giving Moses a pattern and a blueprint for which he will build and make the tabernacle, amen. And we know it as the tabernacle plan or the tabernacle of Moses, amen, in the Old Testament. It's uh, uh, imperative to point out, and it's important for you to know, amen, that, that the way that I, that Scripture ended that I said right there, and we're going to learn just a few things from this, amen, that I want to stay here and dwell with this for just a little bit, amen. But he said, just so... You shall make it. He gave them the directions, amen. He gave them the blueprint. He showed them the way. He told them exactly, amen, how they would build it and make it and form it, amen. And ultimately, if we were to read on, we would find out that he would even say what kind of things that they should wear and what kind of ceremonies they should perform and what kind of things they ought to do inside and outside of it, amen. It's important to know, amen, that he required, first of all, that the materials that would be supplied, that he would get them from the people, amen, that he would, he required of Moses to tell the people that of the gold and the silver and the bronze and the blue and the purple and the scarlet and the, the linen and the badger skins and all of those things that he would require to build this temple or this tabernacle, amen, he wanted them from the people. He wanted them to sacrificially bring them to him, amen, and provide them, praise the Lord. I think I left, oh, it's on the floor over there. Would you mind, Brother Buford? Otherwise, I'll be wiping my hand. He required of them that they would bring them, that it would be something that they would supply and provide, amen, and sacrificially give. And I'm not saying these things because this is She's for Christ night. It just happens to fall, amen, that way. Hallelujah. So they wanted, he wanted of them their things. He wanted them to give. And it's important that we note that when God gives a blueprint, amen, and when he gives, amen, direction, praise the Lord, it's not, hallelujah, a suggestion, but it is a command, amen, that when God sets something forth and when God sets something in motion, hallelujah, he's not giving mere suggestions. When he says you ought to use gold and silver, amen, and bronze, and some think that that was copper, praise the Lord, then you've got to use those materials. If he says get it from the people, you got to get it from the people, amen. You cannot find yourself deviating, amen, from God's plan and God's will. And we find that to 
be true, if we were to study, amen, all of the things that God commands of man, hallelujah, to build, praise the Lord, we will find that he gives a blueprint. We can start all the way back to Adam and Eve, amen, in the garden. Did he provide them a piece of paper with instructions? No. But he still, when it's his word, when it comes out of his mouth, when it's his concept, his precept, amen, his command, amen, you cannot get away from it. You can't find yourself finding your own way or finding your own path or doing things your own way. Can I just say this? If your feelings, amen, this is free too, if your feelings are different than God's word, you are just simply wrong, amen. You may be the most sincere, praise God, in all of the world and of all of those that have ever been sincere. You may be the most sincere, but you can be sincere and still be wrong. Hallelujah. The source of life and the directions and the manual are all right here in the Word of God. Hallelujah. If you want to know, you just simply have to read. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to carry a license with any organization. You don't have to even be all that smart. Amen. Because the Bible shows us that there are even some uneducated people throughout the Word of God that were able to find God's will. Can I get an amen? And a thank you, Jesus, from all the uneducated. <laughs> and from the educated. So we find, amen, that there were moments in time, and, and there are uh, uh, examples that we have throughout the Word of God, the Garden of Eden, amen. The sacrifices that Cain and Abel were doing, we found that there was one that was accepted and there was one that was rejected, amen. Abel's was accepted by the Lord and Cain's was rejected because there was a plan, there was a, a right way and a wrong way, hallelujah. The tabernacle and all of its furniture and its curtains and its vessels and out even out in the courtyard and we can look at the ceremonies, amen. And they were designed by God. They were a plan and laid out by him. He didn't leave it up to man, amen. He left it up to the hands of man to build it and assemble it. But God gave the directions and God gave the blueprint. Can I get an amen on Sunday night? The, the ark with Noah, praise the Lord. There was a blueprint. There were directions, hallelujah, that were given. There was a plan that was submitted by God to Noah. And he said, Noah, build it this way. Use these materials. Do it in this amount of time. And just and, and get it done my way. Hallelujah. We could read, amen, eventually and talk about Solomon's temple. And it was the same there. And we could talk about other examples. Amen. Praise the Lord. And we could find examples where God gave direction, like in Jonah. Uh, amen. Jonah's example, praise the Lord. God sent him down. And Jonah decided to do it his own way. And that didn't work out very well for Jonah. Can I get an amen? So one, the first thing that we can learn, amen, from this is that there is a way, hallelujah, that God has set, amen, and we can relate that to New Testament salvation. You cannot and should not and must not, hallelujah, get outside of the plan of God. It was through the death and the burial and the resurrection of our Savior Jesus Christ. It's through repentance, amen, and baptism in his name for the remission of your sins, praise 
Praise the Lord. And through the infilling of the Holy Ghost, that's God's plan. You may not feel like that's for today, but if that's how you feel, you're just wrong. Hallelujah. You may feel like you've got a great relationship with God, and you may well have a great relationship with Him. You may be a, 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 a studious person. You may be disciplined and committed. You may love God with all your heart, but if you will be saved, hallelujah, you've got to get on an ark that God built. You've got to go through a temple that God designed. You have got to walk through a tabernacle that God has purposed and planned. It cannot be by your own feelings. It, it cannot be by your own by your own actions and your own doing. God has a blueprint and New Testament salvation is repentance and baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of his spirit. Can I get an amen? There are things, other things that we can learn from the tabernacle. Can I tell you this? That when God designs something, you have no business altering it or messing with it. Can I get an amen? If God makes something fearfully and wonderfully made. Maybe I should just teach and preach to the young people tonight. Amen. If God has created something, because watch this, if God puts so much detail, amen, in something that he expects for man to build, amen, if he has so many requirements and details and specifications that are put into things that he expects for man to go and, and glean and collect and assemble and put together, how much more detail must there be in the things that he creates and the things that he puts his hands on in the lives that he touches can I tell you young people can I tell you older folks amen don't mess with God's creation hallelujah you've got no business I'm going to relate it to the tabernacle you've got no business moving the furniture around you got no business repainting the walls you got no business, hallelujah, altering the carpet, praise the Lord, or moving things around or, or, or putting the furniture on the other side. Can I tell you, you are fearfully and wonderfully made, hallelujah. If God has put his hands on you, you are beautiful and you are valuable and God likes nice things. I wish I had a few more amens on that. We are God's creation. We have not been assembled by any man. We have not been put together through just a blueprint and the gathering of products and materials. God, hallelujah, David said, you knew me from my mother's womb. Hallelujah. God formed us and shaped us and fashioned us just exactly the way that he wants, hallelujah, us to be. Can I get an amen? Let me tell you just a, a few things about, amen, just the tabernacle. We could talk about many things. The tabernacle, amen, let's look at those products and those materials, amen, because sometimes we are, sometimes we are focused on value. Sometimes in this life we want to know what kind of price tag is on here. And I'm, I'm not trying to be lazy tonight, amen, by just giving you a bunch of information. I thought that this was pertinent and this would be good because what I'm trying to get across to you tonight is that to God you have an extreme amount of value, hallelujah, that God loves you so much, hallelujah, 
that if he would take the time and the value to build these things in the Old Testament, what kind of value must he have in you and I? Hallelujah. Just the gold alone, amen, in the Old Testament tabernacle of Moses. And we, we won't even be able to touch Solomon's temple, but it's been estimated. And these are 2015 values according to the metals, amen, and the gold and the value of these things. So just know that some of these are a couple of years old. The gold alone that went into the tabernacle was $48 million and seven, $48,700,000 just in gold that went into that tabernacle. Amen. And I'm rounding these numbers up just slightly. Actually, that one was rounded down. In silver, there was about $3.5 million in silver if we were to take the silver out of the tabernacle and give it today's value. Pretty impressive, right? The bronze, or if it was indeed copper, amen, there was $25,324, amen, just in copper. If we just added those three metals together, there was over $52 million in gold, silver, and bronze. If we looked at the linen, amen, and we just found some middle-of-the-road yardage in material, maybe it would be Italian silk or something like that, there was over $5,000 just in linen and threads, amen. Between the goats and the badger skins that were used, if you took the value, amen, of livestock plus the, uh, the, what it took and what value they gained from drying out the skins and using them, there was over 220 thousand dollars in goats amen and badger skins acacia wood which i'm assuming is much much more expensive than oak amen but if you just took it by the linear foot in in the price of oak today you would find that there was over five thousand dollars worth of wood in that old tabernacle two hundred and thirty two thousand dollars in just those materials Labor costs that they gave, giving a 2015 estimate, amen, which I think is very, very low, and you'll know why in just a minute. Labor costs to, con to collect and convert and craft all of those things, amen, the furniture, the, the lampstand, the table of showbread, amen, the Ark of the Covenant, the, the linens, the curtains, amen, the, the outer court, all those things. The labor, they estimated, would have been $3 million. How many thinks that's low? I think if there was $57 million, $52 million in materials in there, I know that labor costs more than materials in 2015 and it's certainly in 2017. But if we just use that, amen, that number, there was over $57 million in today's value wrapped up in that. And, and I, I'm going to call it ugly old tabernacle because the Bible refers to it as something not, not to look at. Amen. If we went to Solomon's temple, amen, and all of the things that went into that, and I'm just going to tell you the value of the gold and the silver in Solomon's temple. If you added them together, watch this, $180 billion. And that's not counting the, the, the cedar and the spices and the temple treasures and the precious stones and the things that, that folks in the nations around them gave and contributed and donated. Amen. Just in gold and silver alone, there would be over 180 billion, that's with a B, dollars in Solomon's temple. Can I get an amen? 
It's not including labor there as well. Most importantly, amen, that we can learn when we look at these tabernacles or in the temple or in the ark designs and plans, amen, they were not, as I said earlier, suggestions. They were commands. They were things that God required and desired, amen. Why? Because God likes nice things. Can I get an amen? To deviate or to change the color of any of these things, to move away from the construction that God had set before them, to decide that they didn't want to follow the blueprint, to decide, amen, that they were going to do something that, that suited them better, hallelujah, or something that they liked more, or they would rather have the curtain on that side, or they'd rather have the badger skins a different color, amen. To do that in the Old Testament could have possibly meant Death, hallelujah. Amen? Pastor told us in the book of James, hallelujah, that it says when lust is conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished, it bringeth forth death. Can I tell you today that if we get away from the plan of God, if we walk away from the design of God, if we get outside of his blueprints, hallelujah, you may not die a physical death, amen, but there will become a chasm and a void and a, a valley, if you will, between you and God. There will be a wedge that will be driven between you and God in your relationship with him if you get outside of his plan why did I bring up the temple why am I talking about the tabernacle why so much focus on Old Testament amen designs and blueprints amen because in the New Testament God has not asked any man to collect materials in the New Testament God did not ask anybody amen to go out and buy silver and gold God didn't ask any of the Aryan nations to donate treasures or stones or hallelujah any of the labor or the work God didn't do any of that but he said know ye not that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwelleth in you and if any man defile the temple of God him shall God destroy for the temple of God is holy which temple you are hallelujah the old testament tabernacle and the old testament temple amen had great things that were expected of it but because God likes nice things amen in the new testament he decided that we would be that temple that we would be that place that he would allow his spirit to dwell hallelujah can you imagine if we took amen the fact that we are the temple of the holy spirit amen as serious as they had to in the old testament and we protected it and we kept it separate and we kept it hallelujah holy amen because the bible tells us be ye holy for i am holy hallelujah we are a temple that houses the the, the spirit of God the Holy Ghost amen and because he is holy we have to remain separate and we have to stay disconnected from this world and we cannot fall in love with the things of this world he did not give us amen necessarily a blueprint to build ourselves but he took amen when we repented of our sins and when we went down in Jesus name and we came out the Bible says that we became a new creature in Christ Jesus can I tell you that it was at that moment that he decided and declared that we would be his temple that we would be the place in which he would place his throne that he would be the place in which he would dwell hallelujah and he decided in that moment I'm going to rebuild them I'm going to make them a new creature I'm going to build them up and reconstruct them amen I'm glad for the power of the Holy Ghost amen that picked me up and dusted me
me off and set me, hallelujah, on a new path and a new way, hallelujah. And I'm glad that God likes nice things. I'm glad that God wants us separate from this world. I'm thankful that the Lord doesn't, amen, allow us to just continue to waller in the mud and the muck and the mire, hallelujah. I'm glad, hallelujah, that through the power of the plan of salvation, hallelujah, and through the power and the plan, hallelujah, and, and the, the, uh, the uh, 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 design of the Holy Ghost, that he's able to pick us up out of that and set us on a new path in a new way, hallelujah. Can I get an Amen. First Corinthians says, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? It's a question. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, amen. And you are that temple. Do you know what that word holy means? It means set aside. Oh, hallelujah. It means... That he took you and I and loves us so much, he took us out of this old filthy, painful world and set us aside to be his own. Just like in the tabernacle, just like in the temple, hallelujah. Just like even in the Ark of the Covenant that was designed for the salvation of Noah and anyone else that would have climbed on there. It just so happened that only eight got on. Amen. But just like the purpose that there was for that, God has set a plan of salvation for you and I. That if we participate in that plan, amen, he takes us and he sets us aside and he dusts us off and he cleans us up. Hallelujah. I may not be any better looking than I was, Brother Don, whenever I came to church. Praise the Lord. But but to God, I'm much, much more beautiful. You, you may not think of me as beautiful, but God does. I am his creation. I am his handiwork. Sister Morgan, she's looking. She thought of me as beautiful. You see that? Just kidding. She asked me to call her out during service. God loves us so much. Now watch this. In the Old Testament, there was a requirement that they had to bring the materials, right? They had to provide the materials. They had to give sacrificially. The difference in the New Testament, amen, when we become the temple of God, is that God paid the price himself. That he, amen, came and dwelt among us. That he laid down his life. That he became sin. That he washed us clean. That it was his blood, hallelujah, that sanctified us, amen. He became the propitiation, amen, that would bring us closer to God. That would clean us up, hallelujah, and make us usable and make us more, amen, like him. Acts chapter 17 says, the God that made the world in all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not, not in temple, temples made with hands. Amen. Neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath 
and all things. Amen. He hath made of one blood all nations of men. Hallelujah. I want to read that again, especially in the hour that we live in in 2017. And hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell. Can I tell you, you're not any better than the person down the road. You're not any any better than the person on the chair next to you. You're not any better than anybody across town. Hallelujah. He has made, hallelujah, of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him though he be not far from every one of us say thank you Jesus for in him we live and move and have our being as certain also of your own poets have said for we are also his offspring for as much then as we are the offspring of God we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's device amen in the times of this ignorance God winked at but now commandeth everywhere all men to repent hallelujah because God likes nice things amen he requires us to bring one thing our heart full of repentance hallelujah a spirit that says I want to be different today I want a change in my life I want to walk in a different direction hallelujah I don't want to be the same as the way I came hallelujah he said if you will come I will hear you if you will cry I will answer if you'll ask you'll receive if you'll knock I'll open hallelujah Hallelujah, if you'll seek, you will find. God, hallelujah, no longer requires us to bring the things, hallelujah, but he has done the work, amen. Let's stand to our feet. Here's what I felt like my direction was here tonight. There was a great deal, amen, of detail and thought and value that God put into the Old Testament things. Amen? We just went briefly through the tabernacle, and who knows how accurate those numbers are. Amen? But they're done according to the numbers that are given in the Word of God about how many talents and shekels and the weights and the ounces and things, and you can go by the value of what they are now, which is constantly changing. Those values change. But your value today to God stays the same. I'm no more valuable to Him than you are, and you are no more valuable to Him than I am. The pastor taught us this morning that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That God never changes. There was a great value put on those things there. But we, as the temple of the Holy Ghost have so much valuable so much value to him tonight amen and I think if we could just change maybe our perspective amen because I feel like you know if you if you look brother Buford if you start to study throughout the Old Testament and the things amen that they did to prepare for their ceremonies and the things that they put into amen uh, uh, what they were going to do in those temples or in that tabernacle amen if you begin to look at the great deal of preparation it's because they understood that they were doing it unto a holy God he's the same yesterday today and forever God has not changed Yet for some reason, 
in 2017, we have, uh, uh, and, and maybe it's society, we have in so many respects devalued ourselves. We have devalued the impact that we can have. We have devalued, amen, what we feel like we can do for the Lord because of the things that we have experienced or the things that we have seen or the things that have been done to us. I'm going to say something specific right now. Regardless of what has happened to your life, to you in your life, even as a young child, even if you got a little older, maybe it happened to you in the workplace, maybe it was in school, maybe it was in your family, no matter what has happened to you in your life, maybe somebody didn't value you. Maybe it has caused you not to value yourself. But you have never decreased in value to God. Why don't you begin to pray right now? Why don't you, somebody close their eyes. Why don't you bow your head, amen? I believe there's somebody that has walked in here tonight, amen. Maybe it's a young person that thought they were not good enough. Maybe there's an adult that thought maybe they've been too far, done too much, seen too much, experienced too much to be of any help or any any value to the kingdom of God. I'm here to tell you that God has decided that there, whosoever will, let him come. He does not value one over the other. He is not a respecter of persons. I'm here to tell you tonight that God, hallelujah, wants to dwell in you and with you and he's for you, hallelujah. Would you begin to seek him? I see a couple people getting down on their knees and they're praying. Amen. I believe that this is speaking to somebody specific. Maybe somebody in your life when you were a child did not value you and they decided to hurt you or abuse you or neglect you. I'm here to tell you God wants to lift you and strengthen you. He's still going to invest in you. He's still going to put himself in you. Hallelujah. He's still going to make your heart his